0: and all of a sudden you hear a really loud noise, like a gunshot, or a really high-pitched tone that was loud enough to wake you, only to realize that you're experiencing sleep paralysis? Well, I have. It's supposed to be part of the process that can lead you to have an out-of-body experience. Oh, what's an out-of-body experience? Well, that depends on your perspective. If you view it from a spiritual point of view, then you could say it's the soul extending beyond the physical body. And I don't like to say leaving the body, because I think that only happens when you die. If you look at it from a Tibetan-Buddhist point of view, then you might say it's an aspect of our consciousness expanding beyond our physical body. In Western transpersonal psychology, it's a transpersonal experience of self-awareness in space you basically become aware of the fact that you're no longer in your physical body, and you realize that you have now accessed another dimension, the astral realm. Out-of-body experiences, or OBEs for short, is also known as astral projection. For many, when this first happens to them, it can be a frightening thing, especially if you've never heard of this. It can be scary for many reasons. One, if you're aware through the whole process, then it may not be a pleasant one. You'll first might hear a loud noise, like a gunshot, or a loud boom, or a really high-pitched tone. That's going to wake you and pretty much startle you. You being startled will lead you to experience sleep paralysis where you might hear voices, phrases, or conversations that you might not fully make out. You might even hear negative things being said, like curse words, insults, or simply just hateful offenses. You'll realize that you're consciously aware, but you cannot move, cannot speak, or scream. Then come the sometimes violent vibrations That you'll feel in your body. It might feel as if someone is violently shaking your bed, but it's actually just your body that's vibrating. And along with the vibrations, you might hear a loud humming or ringing in your ears. And if you can make it through all of that, then you'll pop out of your body. But next, once you're out of your body, you'll most likely see yourself You'll be probably lying in bed or on the couch or wherever you're at and think to yourself, oh my goodness, I've died. And of course you'll freak out because you'll have yet to realize that it's okay. You're just sleeping. Continuing why astral projecting can be scary is because this astral realm is the place, well, I should say it's the dimension that you are most likely going to see or encounter other dimensional beings. That's right, I said it. This is where you can meet extraterrestrials or your spirit guides, your angels. You might even see low vibrational beings, which most people will call demons. And you can even encounter loved ones who have passed away. There are numerous stories of people who have encountered different kinds of ETs, such as insect beings, like praying mantis type, and your common greys. Others have claimed that they have seen reptilian humanoid-looking ETs, and others have seen light beings. There are also people who have reported seeing past loved ones, and have even received messages from them. I'm not telling you this to instill fear in you, but these are things that you are most likely going to experience, and it's because it's all part of the process to achieve an out-of-body experience. I do believe that the experience, whether it's what most people consider a good or bad one, depends on you and your vibe. What I mean by that is, You have to be in the right positive mindset. You cannot be afraid. Oh, that's right, because in the astral realm, you can manifest things by thought. So if you think you're going to encounter demons, then you most likely will, because fear is a low vibration, and along with your thought, you will have placed yourself in perfect alignment to experience exactly that. That is why it is important to have an open mind and leave all expectations behind. Easier said than done. Trust me, I know. One thing that kept me blocked from astral projecting for a while was my thought of encountering ETs. The greys in specific. I don't know what it is about them. Maybe it's their eyes or knowing that they can paralyze me at will. I know, that's something that I'm still working on. Now, I do want to mention that OBEs is different from remote viewing. Many confuse these because when you're out of body, you can also see and read things. But remote viewing, you don't have to go out of body. I feel it's more of a psychic thing. I also want to point out that when you astral project, time is not linear. It's almost as if it doesn't exist. The only way that you can keep track of time, per se, is by keeping track of the things that you did in a sequential manner, like, I first went out of body, I then saw my window, I then flew out of my room, etc. And also, the same people who have out of body experiences are also the ones who usually have sleep paralysis, who can lucid dream, and are most likely to believe in the paranormal. It was actually historically taught to only a select few, those being royalty, monks, and kings. And the reason they did this is because this way they were able to conquer lands, they were able to bend reality, and attain self-mastery. Out-of-body experiences, or OBEs, isn't something new it has been happening to people dating all the way back to ancient times. And it's known across many, if not all, cultures. What differs is what actually causes an OBE. But first, let's look at all the different types. When I was researching this topic, I learned that there are three types. The first is a forced OBE. These are associated with near-death experiences. And this happens because the mind and or the body feels threatened. And so it becomes kind of like a coping mechanism. The second is a self-initiated OBE. This is when it's done on purpose for growth and or to provoke a spiritual awakening. And the third one is evolutionary. This usually happens spontaneously. And these are known to happen at a beneficial and specific time because it happens when you're in between places, or at a crossroads, or because you need guidance. Now, going back to what actually causes an OBE. Well, many different things do. Most of these different things can be forms to have an induced OBE. For example, drugs, such as LSD, marijuana, and or DMT. Not that I encourage, condone, or recommend drugs, but I'm just providing the info that I found that are typically associated with OBEs. Well, alright. Moving on to a more healthier way of inducing an OBE. Meditation. I credit most of my experiences to a whole food, plant-based diet. And I don't mean processed vegan junk food or mocked vegan meats. I actually mean whole food, plant-based diets like spinach, broccoli, zucchini, carrots, you know, real vegetables. Along with meditation, specifically, a body scan meditation because a lot of times our body is doing one thing while our mind is somewhere else and this way it can help you become more aware of any different types of sensations people have also tried inducing an obe by depriving themselves of certain senses such as with the use of a sensory deprivation tank Now, this is something I definitely want to try. There are places you can go where they place you in a tank, but if you ask me, it looks more like a pod. They fill it up with water and close the lid, leaving you to float in the water while in complete darkness. I first heard of this in that series, Stranger Things. Only 11 was actually placed in a water tank in complete darkness, and it was supposed to help her activate her gifts. Another way that you can attempt to induce an OBE is by listening to binaural beats. This is a form of sound wave therapy, and it is best done by using earbuds or headphones. This is because on one ear, you'll hear a tone and on the other ear, you'll hear a slightly different frequency tone, and the brain will perceive it as a single tone, stimulating both hemispheres of the brain. And side note, binaural beats can also help you reduce stress, anxiety, and it can increase your focus, your concentration, and your motivation. So you see, there are many ways that you can induce an OBE if that's what you're looking to do. I have only had one OBE that I have been consciously aware of and it was awesome. It started out with a dream. Okay, so I was dreaming that I was driving around a really bad part of town, you know, where there were like a lot of drug addicts, maybe the downtown part of some city, (laughs) when all of a sudden a crazy woman opened the back door of my vehicle and she said, take me home. And instead of freaking out, like any normal person would do, because this was a dream, I just said, where is that? She said, just take me home. Well, I don't know why, but I kept driving. I kept driving, and then all of a sudden I saw, like, a large crowd. So I stopped the car and got off. But somehow I was still holding onto the steering wheel. So it's kind of like I got off holding, like, I guess it came apart and I was holding on to that steering wheel. And then I just began to float and rise. And the only thing that I could do was hold on to the steering wheel. And I was already really up high in the sky and I felt it difficult to keep holding on, but I did. At this point, I became aware that I was experiencing sleep paralysis. So I remained calm. And then i remember that my vision was changing from my dream to black and then i saw my room i remember i saw my window i saw myself sleeping in bed it looked like i was dead but i already knew at this point i was out of body and of course i was excited but i tried to remain calm i was a little nervous to continue around to look around in my room because Obviously, I didn't want to bump into any other dimensional beings there. And I said in my mind, take me to my friend's house. But nothing happened. And then I tried to move, like I tried to walk. And it felt similar to when you are fully submerged underwater and you try to walk. You know, that heavy feeling. And then I felt myself being moved slowly, kind of like I was being pulled. I saw my ceiling fan and then I saw my window, but it was, I was confused because it was, it looked like it was sideways. And then I realized I was coming back into my body slowly and very gently. And I became conscious of sleep paralysis again, just for a few seconds. And then I opened my physical eyes. And you know what was interesting about that night is that I specifically remember seeing two shooting stars that night before and i made a wish on both times i wish to be at my friend's house i don't know if that had anything to do with it i guess you can put it on the list of ways to induce an obe is wishing upon shooting stars <laughs> but um that's what happened so from what i've experienced and from what i've researched OBEs will usually happen when you are in a hypnagogic or hypnopompic sleeping stage. So when you're falling asleep or when you're waking up. And actually, when you are in a hypnagogic stage, when you're falling asleep, I don't know if some of you have experienced, I'm assuming you guys, some of you have anyway, have experienced seeing the darkness behind your eyes. And then you start to see bright colors or geometric shapes, maybe tunnels, or you might even be hearing voices as you're falling asleep, conversations, phrases. That means you're actually in a good spot to attempt going out of body. I just didn't wanna forget to mention that. For those of you wanting to experience this, remember the two main blocks are fear and limited beliefs. And fear is just your ego thinking that it's going to die. So a lot of people have reported seeing a silver cord attached to their body, but many believe that if you push your soul too far, then you can sever that cord and then slip into a coma. I personally don't think that that can happen. And also, if you are going to push your soul that far, I think that you would have to be out of body for a really long time. And if you're a beginner like myself, then that that's just going to be really difficult because it's really difficult trying to stay out of body. Sometimes you'll be out of body for maybe one to three minutes and then you'll just slip right back into your body. I actually just thought of a question for you guys. Okay, so all those times that people have claimed to have seen a ghost, do you think it's possible that they were not actually seeing a ghost, but rather someone who was out of body? I think so. I think that's possible. But hey, let me know what you think. Well guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate you guys. I hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode. And if so, you know what to do. Go ahead and subscribe so that you may be notified of all other future episodes. Also, don't forget to check out our website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com and or follow us on social media on Facebook at Mysteries Beyond or on Instagram at lauralavender.mb. And lastly, if you have any questions, any feedback, Or if there's simply anything that you want to share with me, please go ahead and email me at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com. For example, if you have an out-of-body experience that you'd like to share with us, just email me, okay? Thanks again for listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode.